Oh, my friend, please tell me you haven't forgotten me. I've had such trouble since I last wrote. Hope you aren't mad that you haven't heard from me in a while. The last few weeks have been terrible. On my way to post a letter to you, a sparrow thought I was his lunch. He scooped me up in his beak and was taking me back to his nest. I tried to explain that I was a fairy, not a flying insect. He wouldn't listen. Maybe he had bad hearing. So I started screaming and kicking, but this didn't help either. I tried a spell that I'd learnt in class. Unfortunately, I muttered one of the words wrong. Instead of getting him to release me, I accidentally turned him into an eagle. The sparrow thought that being an eagle was awesome, so he started gliding on the wind currents. I asked him again to let me go, but he was having so much fun he ignored me. Together we flew higher and higher to such a dizzying height. I was never born to be a cloud fairy. The extreme height made me faint. It was just so scary. When I woke up, I found myself on a cliff edge. The eagle was beside me, looking around. He asked if I knew where we were. He asked me. Apparently, he had flown too high and was caught in a jet stream. A jet stream is a very high line of wind, like a river of wind in the sky. It travels nearly halfway round the world. If the eagle had got caught in this, then we could be anywhere. The cliff edge was getting hot in the sun. I looked around for shade, but there wasn't much. We seemed to be in a rocky desert. Looking down into the canyon between the cliffs, I thought I could make out a river. It was a long way below us, but if I could get there, a water sprite might be able to tell me where I was. As I turned to ask the eagle to give me a lift down, he jumped from the ledge and took flight. I yelled out to him, hey, but he said he saw another eagle and wanted to play with them. Now I had to make my own way down. I flew a little, then climbed a little. I flew a little more, then climbed a little more. It took most of the sunlight flying and climbing down. Finally, I made it. It was a tiring task, and I was very dirty, yet I was happy in the hope that someone would help me. At the water's edge, I scooped up a big handful of water and drank it quickly. It was nice on my dry throat. Looking into the water, a dirty face looked back at me. It was me. I nearly didn't recognize myself, so I washed my face. Looking towards the water, I yelled, Hello, in Sprite, and waited. There was no response. I called out again. Hello. There was still no response. In the water, there was a shadow, but then it was gone. The moon was rising behind me, so I thought maybe it had only been a reflection. As I called again, hello, a large toothy mouth rose out of the water. Suddenly, everything went dark. I was caught inside this swimming monster. How terrible. His teeth held me like bars. I only had two choices, to sit on his tongue or to move down his throat. I didn't want to see any more of this monster, so I sat on his tongue. It was so hard to think in the darkness, especially since the dark made the area feel so small. I needed light. Then I remembered my granddad had taught me how to make a glow ball when I was younger. Just a little fairy dust, a quick spell, and bam, a little globe of light was floating around my head. I could direct it wherever I wished. I made it run the line of the fish's teeth. There was nowhere to break through. He had all of his teeth. If only one was missing, or loose, then maybe I could have escaped. 
When I'm nervous or I'm thinking really hard, my wings flutter a little. At that moment, they were fluttering ever so slightly. I heard a rumble deep from within the fish. It made me even more nervous because I had no idea what it was. So my wings fluttered faster. The rumble got louder. I got more nervous and my wings fluttered even faster. The rumble rose from the stomach and exploded into the darkness where I sat. It was so forceful, it flung me from the monster's mouth. Without knowing it, I'd made the monster laugh. My wings tickled its tongue, and the faster they flapped, the more it tickled. I was spat into deep water, so I grabbed an air bubble from the monster's laughter and used it to rise to the surface. When I reached the top, I gasped for air. After a few breaths, I looked around. The land around the river was now lush and green. I was no longer in the desert. I still had no idea where I was. I thought it wise not to call out to the water sprites again, just in case I attracted another monster fish. Instead, I swam to shore. Sitting on the riverbank, I wondered what to do next. My tummy rumbled very loudly in response to my question. It was hungry. Searching the water's edge, I found a few small shrubs with edible berries. I ate them quickly, so quickly that I made a purple mess all over my face. Laughter (laughs) came from the other side of the bush. I peeked around and saw a snail. She was looking at me and laughing. (laughs) What a berry mess you have made, spoke the snail. I agreed, but when I went to wipe my face, the berry colour wouldn't come off. The snail chuckled again (laughs) and told me how the local humans use these berries to dye clothes a different colour. She said I would be stained in a berry colour for a while. Oh no. Talking to the snail, I realised she had no idea where we were either. She did know someone who might. After being invited to do so, I climbed on her shell and we were on our way. You must never get on a snail's back unless you have been asked to as it is rude, and they don't like it. She was very, very, very slow, not like a racing snail at all. It took several moons before we reached our destination. I'm sure I could have flown the distance in a day, but I didn't know where to fly to. Eventually we arrived at a large gum tree. A pixie called Pasha helped me from the snail. He was rather cute, like all pixies and very friendly. He led me to Lancy, a fairy high up in the tree. Lancy asked me about my adventures and offered some chamomile tea. I drank it quickly. It made me feel warm and safe. Both the tea and the gum not pairing cakes offered made my tummy stop rumbling. Lancy showed me where I was by the stars. I had travelled a very long way, but I was already halfway home, he said. He showed me the stars that would lead me home, the Southern Cross. Lancy paused before he released a sharp whistle. The whistle took me by surprise and nearly knocked me off the branch. Luckily, I held on. In response to his whistle, a sparrow appeared. Lancy gestured for me to ride the sparrow home. Mm -mm. Shaking my head, I told Lancy that a sparrow got me into this mess. Laughing heartily, Lancy whistled again. This time... A budgie arrived. I agreed to ride it. Lancy and Pasha said that I could return any time. All I had to do was to follow the stars. 
I thanked them for being ever so nice. Smiling shyly, Pasha handed me an orange feather. I had nothing to offer him, so I gave him and Lancey a kiss on the cheek. I slept while the budgie flew. When I opened my eyes, it was daylight. Looking out from amongst the feathers, I saw familiar sights. I was home! I was ever so excited. I have no idea what happened to the letter I was posting. I do hope you forgive me for not writing sooner. I heard Marshy may have found it. Marshy is a lovely brownie. It's well known that brownies love to read, and will read whatever they can get their hands on. They've been known to read the rubbish left by humans. How amusing! Anyway, I haven't caught up with Marsha yet, so I haven't been able to see if she has the letter. But I will. Keep safe and dream of me. Tippy May.